Well, good morning, family. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord again. Before I continue with my sermon, uh, like many of you, I was bothered, troubled, frustrated, discouraged, hurt when I uh, heard of the murders of George Floyd of, in Minneapolis, Breonna Taylor in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and the incident that took place with Christian Cooper in Central Park, New York. And so I am seeking the Lord as to how we should process this and have a discussion and what are the actions we should take as a Christian community, as a family, um, seeking the Lord. And so please stay tuned because there'll be more to come. At this time, let's look to the word, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 1 and 9, New Living Translation, and verse 10 of chapter 4, 1 Chronicles, NIV. The descendants of Judah were Perez, Hezron, Carmi, Hur, and Shobo. There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. Jabez, verse 10, cried unto the Lord God of Israel and said, Oh, that you would bless me, enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And this is what I love. And God granted Jabez his request. I want to speak to you this morning on the subject, a pandemic prayer, part three, and simply put, God, I need your hand. God, I need your hand. Father, we pray right now that you will speak to our hearts. I pray that the eyes of the understanding of our hearts would be open and enlightened so that we would know what you're saying to us. I rebuke, I come against every spirit that will try to steal this word of encouragement to our graduates and to the people of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as a way of review, I want to give a shout out to those who are 17 years old and under. 17 years old and under. So we have a quiz. We have two gift cards. And so the first two individuals uh, who email the address below with the answer will get this Dunkin' Donut gift card. So here's the question. As I shared on last week, what does the name Jabez mean in Hebrew? What does the name Jabez mean in Hebrew? So you can send in your answer and the Lord will bless you with a gift card if you are one of the first two. I want to give a shout out to our graduates, those who are graduating from uh, high school and college, and of course, those of you who are graduating uh, from grammar school into high school or from, or from uh, kindergarten, uh, nursery to kindergarten, whatever you're graduating from, I want to congratulate, congratulate you. And I am, uh, like you, I am disappointed as the fact that many of you are missing out on a commencement and walking across the stage and getting your diploma. My daughter, uh, Jessica, she graduated, and so I feel uh, your pain. Uh, and so I want to make it up to you, uh, at least part of it, make it up to you, and that is uh, for everyone who's graduating, I'm going to be giving you this gift 
The Prayer at Jabez. It's a, it's a book by Dr. Bruce Wilkerson. Uh, I, I've encountered this book about 25 years ago, and it's really been a blessing to me. So uh, those of you who are graduates, you'll be receiving uh, this book as a blessing from uh, me and PT. So Jabez realized his mother named him in such a way uh, that really she didn't so much name him as she did curse him. She cursed him with the label of pain. In other words, every time she looked at her son, she basically said, you're a, you're a pain. And Jabez, praise God, he understood that as he got older, he understood, wait a minute, my mom has labeled me with a curse. And I want to talk to those of you who are parents. When you call your child a pain in the neck or I wish I never had you or, or you're an idiot or you're stupid or, or any kind of label that is negative, you're really cursing your child. And so I want to encourage you to, to use words that bless, use words that are firm. And so uh, Jabez, all his childhood, he's been labeled one thing, but then all of a sudden, as he becomes an adult, he realizes, wait a minute, I am a descendant of Judah. And as a descendant of Judah, I understand that generational and covenantal blessings have been passed down to me uh, from, from uh, Jacob and from Moses. Again, listen to the word that I gave on last uh, Sunday. So he understood that I do not have to accept this curse, that I, that I have generational blessings that have been passed down to me. And it's interesting that as I've been meditating on generational blessings and covenantal blessings and uh, had prophecies over my life that I have an Abrahamic blessing upon my life and I have a covenantal blessing, I always, I always understood that the blessings that have, that have uh, come into my life is a result of the covenants that my, my parents, uh, Herman and Marsha Green, have made with the Lord and their faithfulness uh, to the Lord has come down to myself and my brother and now to my, uh, my, my daughters and my nephews. But I found something interesting that happened to me. As you know, my father passed away, and so now we're going through the, you know, the, what most people go through. You begin to go through the things that you need to uh, move out of the house, things you're going to give away. Uh, basically, you're you know, when someone dies, you kind of reset your house. You reset your residence. And so as me and my brother, we were moving my father's uh, uh, bureau, his chest, uh, we were opening the drawers so to make the, the chest lighter. And like most of us, when we're moving uh, chests or, or a or, or bureau, when we open up the drawers, we'll find that papers fall uh, between, the, between the drawers or in the back of the drawer. And so it, I found it fascinating, and it only could have been the Lord, that when I opened the drawer, I found a piece of paper, and this is the piece of paper I found. It was a program 
of my grandfather's funeral, who I spoke to you about a few weeks ago. Uh, his name is Herman Hilton Green. Many people call my father Herman uh, uh, Lloyd Green Jr., but he's not really a junior uh, because his middle name was different from my uh, grandfather's name. And so as I'm looking at my grandfather's uh, obituary and his funeral program, uh, the Lord said to me, look up what his middle name means. And so when I looked up what his middle name means, Hilton, his, his name means from the hill town, from the hill town. And I was like, okay, God, that's interesting. And the Lord said, that's what you are, Brian, in, during this pandemic season. You are from the hill town. And I said, what do you mean? He said, Psalm 121, verse 1 and 2, the writer says, I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So during this pandemic, I will not accept the curses of the enemy because my help, my help, all of my help cometh from the Lord. And your help comes from the Lord. If you believe that, put your thumbs up for an amen. Tell somebody, my help comes from the Lord. Come on, put your thumbs up. My help comes from the Lord. It's not my paycheck. It's not my help doesn't come from man. My help comes from the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I was, I guess, I don't know how to describe the word, maybe hurt and shocked for those who are graduating, as I said, you know, watching my daughter go through a virtual graduation. But to make matters worse, as I was going through, you know, the internet and just kind of reading different articles, I found this cover to Time Magazine, and I said, I have to purchase this magazine because it really hurt me, the fact that you who are graduating in 2020, the devil is already trying to label you. Oh, that's a good word right there. Uh, notice the title, Generation Pandemic. Generation Pandemic. A professor uh, at UCLA also labeled you in this article. It's a fascinating article about uh, those who are graduating from high school and those who are graduating uh, uh, from college and, and the despair and the frustration. And this, uh, this professor at UCLA has labeled you the unlucky graduates. The unlucky graduates. So, so the enemy is already trying to put a curse on you, but I want you to say these words, I am not cursed, I am blessed. I have been mocked by the blood of Jesus, and I am not cursed. The devil is a liar. Now lift your hands up and praise God right now that in the midst of this circumstance that you are blessed. I, I will, if, as long as you're under my past, my leadership as a spiritual leader, I refuse to allow you to accept the curse, uh, the, the, the name, the label of uh, generation pandemic or the label of the unlucky graduate. First of all, we don't believe in luck in the first place. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Thank you, Jesus. So, because it's graduation Sunday, 
I'm, I'm, I'm covering this part of the prayer. When you look at the prayer, he says, bless me indeed, enlarge my boundaries, enlarge my sphere of influence. I'm going to do that later. I, I want to talk to you about the hand of the Lord being upon your life. Because in this season, we must have the hand of the Lord upon our lives. And I want to talk to you today about the hand of God on our lives. And then next week, I want to talk to you about the hand of God in our lives. The hand of God on our lives and the hand of God in our lives. So let's talk about the hand of God on our lives. Again, first, the hand of God on our lives deals with favor. The hand of God in our lives deals with function. And so we're going to talk about the favor of God. And, and my prayer is that at the end of this sermon, that you as a graduate will look at your lives like Joseph, whose name in Hebrew means, may the Lord add to me. And he said to his brothers who were, who were shocked that this same brother who they threw in a pit is now living in the palace. Joseph said, you meant it for evil, but God worked it out for good. Oh, that's a bad word right there. That's a bad word right there. God is working things out for your benefit. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Do not forget those first three words. And we know. What do we know? All things work together for good. This pandemic is going to work. God is going to make it work together for your benefit. I have already heard of people testifying that they're getting raises and promotions during this pandemic. Your times are in the Lord's hand. Let's keep going. Lord, Jabez says, I need your hand of favor on my life. Now, the word favor uh, in Latin, it means uh, to support. It means to promote. So when I ask for God's favor in my English language, I'm saying, God, I need you to support me. Sub meaning under. And porto means to carry, like, like a portable television. We can carry it. So, so I need your support. That's why one of my favorite songs, I still remember uh, back in the day, we used to call out uh, numbers uh, of the page that our favorite hymn was on. And so I would call out uh, page uh, hymn number 401, which was leaning on the everlasting arms based on Deuteronomy 33, verse 27. And so I want God to, to support me. I want his, his arms to be under me during this season of pandemic, during this season of my life where the devil is trying, mm, the devil is trying to label me at 18 and 22 as being cursed for the rest of my life, as being a pandemic, as being unlucky. But I rebuke that, which simply means I do not consent to what he says over my life. Promotion comes from the Lord. Psalm 75, verses 6 and 7, the King James Version says that promotion doesn't come from the east or the west or the south. It comes from the Lord. This word favor in our English language, looked up a few synonyms of this word favor. It means to aid. It means to assist. It means to gift. It means to bias. I, I want God you know, we, we talk about people being biased in a negative sense. I want God to be biased 
for me in a positive sense. Oh, yes. This word favor means to encourage. This word favor means to befriend. If you remember in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, on our theme, our theme for the year is believe. And this theme believe, uh, Jehoshaphat makes an argument as to why God needs to fight Judah's battle. Again, please, this, we're still believing, we're still believing. And he, and he, and he makes the argument in 2 Chronicles, of course, the same chapter, chapter 20, verse 7, he says, God, you must favor me because we are descendants of Abraham, your friend. Abraham is the only person who by name, God said, you are my friend. And, and, so, and so we find that, that Jabez is saying, I'm a descendant of Abraham, your friend, and therefore I am claiming your favor. I'm claiming your friendship. I'm claiming your support. So I want to talk about the four things that God's hand brings when his hand is on your life. Number one, God's hand brings fame. Fame, isn't famous. Number two, God's hand brings a fight. In other words, God will fight for you when he favors you. Number three, uh, the favor of God makes you go faster. The favor of God speeds things up. Okay, and then finally, God's favor brings finances. Ah, finances, yeah. Those of you right now who are graduating, you better put your thumbs up and say, Lord, I need you. I need a job, a J-O-B in the name of Jesus. So let's, let's, let's deal with that, that, the hand of God, what he brings. Now, first of all, uh, one of my favorite shows during this uh, uh, stay-at-home uh, during the stay at home, I started watching this series called NCIS, NCIS. And NCIS stands for Naval, Naval Criminal Investigative Services, Naval Criminal Investigative Services. And usually when there's a crime, they're, they're, the first thing they do is they dust off the items because they want to find what? Fingerprints. Ah, fingerprints, because fingerprints ah, will, will identify who was in the premises. Fingerprints will identify who committed the act. And so uh, we, during, someone uh, gave us a gift, and this gift is such a blessing, I want to show it to you. Uh, and this gift is an image of the fingerprint of God, the fingerprint of God, yeah, and and. The, the person who designed it, basically, they, they wrote a scripture for every, they wrote, they wrote one scripture for every book in the Bible. And so that fingerprint contains 66 scriptures. In other words, what I'm saying is that when God moves, mm, when God moves in your life, he's going to leave his fingerprints ah, so that everybody will know that he's been 
where you're going and where you are. Oh my God, have mercy. You want God to put his hand on your life because you want people to see his fingerprints because his fingerprints will, uh, uh, will cause fame. His fingerprints will cause fighting for you. His fingerprints will, will, will cause life to go faster, speed things up. His fingerprints will certainly leave finances. Let's talk about fame. Uh, in Joshua chapter 4, verse 23 to 24, the Lord says to Joshua, um, uh, you're, you're about to pass over into, actually, you're, gonna, you're about to take Passover into the promised land and, 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 and encounter Jericho. And he says these words. He says, he says, um, I'm the God who split the Red Sea open. I'm the God who destroyed Egypt by my hand. Why? Because I want everybody to know that I am God and I want to be honored. In other words, God is saying everything I do in the world is to make my name famous. Ah, if you remember, you need to read, I think it's Numbers chapter 23, verse 21, or Numbers chapter, sorry, Numbers chapter 13, verse 21, or Numbers chapter 14, verse 21. He says to Israel, okay, uh, you, you, this generation, you're not going into the promised land because you didn't believe, but as surely, this is God, as surely as I live, all the earth will be filled with my glory. Isn't it amazing that when Jesus taught us the Lord's Prayer, he says, first you address the Father. Our Father who art in heaven, what? Hallowed be thy name. God is concerned about his name. And so God is going to use this pandemic to make himself famous in your life. Secondly, uh, the hand of the Lord will fight for you. The hand of the Lord will fight for you. In 1 uh, Samuel chapter 17, chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, we talked about Ebenezer. And, and the Bible says that the hand of the Lord fought against the Philippines and fought for Israel during that war. And then because the hand of the Lord fought for Israel, Samuel took a rock to remind him how the Lord fought for Israel, and he named the rock what? Ebenezer, meaning up to this time, the Lord has helped us. I'm going to ask you this again. Are you keeping a note? Are you keeping, a, mm, are you keeping an account? Are you keeping a ledger that, that every week that you're writing down at least one thing that the Lord has helped you with. Count your blessings. Let's keep going. Uh, the Lord will fight for you. The Bible talks about when Israel, uh, God says to Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, he says, he says, uh, 14, Exodus chapter 3, verse 19, he says to Moses, Moses, Pharaoh is not going to let you go unless a mighty hand forces him to let you go. And so some of you are in battles right now that the only way you're going to win is that God has to fight for you. Again, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, this year, believe. The Bible talks about that after Jehoshaphat 
led the people in prayer and fasting. When they were overwhelmed by the attack of the enemy, they declared, uh, Jehoshaphat declared a, a season of prayer and fasting. And so right now, I am Jehoshaphat. We are coming up against a great Enemy, 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 a great multitude. Think no race, racism and murders and 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 pandemics and and uh, uh, economic turmoil. All this, all these enemies, Second Chronicles chapter 20, is coming against us. And so I'm telling you right now, we are going back as a church to declare Tuesday, starting this Tuesday, June 2nd. Tuesdays will be Pentecostal Tabernacles Day of Prayer and Fasting. And if you want to know what prayer and fasting will do, the greatest chapter in the Bible that describes what prayer and fasting will do is found in Isaiah chapter 58. Read the whole thing. You want to talk about social justice? Read Isaiah chapter 58. And there's not only spiritual justice, but social justice. And so Tuesday, don't act like you didn't hear me. Tuesday is going to be our day of prayer and fasting. Give up one meal, give up two meals, whatever the Lord leads you. But Tuesday, we're going to fast as a congregation, and we're going to secure the same victory that Jehoshaphat secured at the end of 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Can you put your hands up and praise the Lord right now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Tell the person next to you, God's going to fight for me. God's going to fight for me. He's going to fight for me. The third thing that the hand of the Lord will do, it will speed things up. It'll make things go faster. And the Bible talks about in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 45 to 46, when, I, I, when Elijah was about to call down rain, you know, and read James chapter 5 in reference to Elijah's prayer, the Bible says that the hand, oh, the hand of the Lord was on Elijah to the point that he ran so fast that he outran a chariot. The fastest way for things to happen in your life is when the hand of the Lord is on your life. You may think, you may think that God's process is slow. No, God's process is the fastest way for things to happen in your life because God does not simply want to get you into the door of opportunity. He wants to make sure that after he gets you into the door of opportunity, you stay in the room and only character will keep you there. That's a good word right there. This boy is preaching up in here. Ah, and then finally, the, the hand of the Lord will bring fame. The hand of the Lord will bring uh, uh, the, he, the Lord will fight your battle. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15 to 20, where it says you don't need to fight in this battle. You don't need to fight in this battle. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. God will make things go faster. And finally, the, the hand of the Lord on your life will bring finances. In Exodus chapter 12 verse 36 when they were when the children of Israel were leaving were being set free from Egypt the Bible says that the hand of the Lord was on them with such favor that the the Egyptians paid them to leave paid them to leave just just the Bible says in this verse that Israel plundered spoiled Egypt and you may say man why did God bless them so much? 
because, oh, thank you, Jesus. I heard T.D. Jake said this years ago, and I said, that's a good word right there. He said, for, mm, for 400 years, they were slaves working for free. And God said, there are some people who prayed for you to get out, and so don't think that all that you received was because of your three and four and 40 years of slavery. No, I am, mm, my God, I am giving you the back wages of 400 years of, of salary. I, 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 am, mm, I am prophesying to somebody right now that God is going to give you such a blessing that you're going to say, where did this come from? And the, mm, the Lord is going to say, I promised this to your grandmother. I promised this to your mom. I promised this to somebody who was praying faithfully for you. And though they're not alive right now, though they're not alive right now, you are the recipient of their blessings because I made a covenant with one of your ancestors. My God, my God, my God. The word favor means to promote. Promote. The word promote, pro meaning forward. And mote or motor means to move. When the Lord's hands upon your life, he will move you forward. Some of you think you're stuck. The devil is a lie. You're not stuck. If God's hands on your life, you're not stuck. You're not stuck. You're being moved forward. Many of you know the game of chess. And in the game of chess, the most non, the most non-valuable piece on the board is a pawn. Is a pawn. This is the the least valuable piece, and it's also, uh, there's a lot of, there's, there's more pawns on the chessboard than any other piece. Those of you who understand chess know that if the chess master can manage to, mm, my God, I feel like preaching. If the chess master or the chess player can manage to get the pawn to the other side of the chessboard, the pawn gets turned into a queen. That's a bad one right there. The queen, anybody will tell you, the queen is the most powerful piece on the board. Yes, of course, the king is, you know, if you get the king, the game is over. I get that. But as far as power and the ability to move mm, anywhere on the board, the queen is the most powerful people. Oh, what am I saying? I'm saying that God's objective is not to keep you as a pawn. He's trying to get you th through to the other side of your, to the, to the calling, to the promised land. Why? So that you can be turned into a queen and des ah, destroy the works of the enemy. Oh, promotion is on its way. Yes, you're going to have to go through some things, but when you get to the other side, there's going to be promotion. Lord, keep your hand. I feel like a pawn right now. I feel worthless. I feel like life is going nowhere. Keep 
your hand upon me. Keep your hand upon me. And if I get stuck on a block for three years, and it seems like I'm not moving, uh, could it be that... Could it be that while you think you're stuck, the invisible hand of God is clearing a path so that you can move forward unhindered? Keep your hand upon us. So I want to encourage you, graduates, I want to encourage you. I, I can't tell you how many times when I was graduating from high school and graduating from college. And I, I need to say this, uh, and the hand of the Lord, this is a deep word right there, here. The hand of the Lord not only opened doors, but closed doors. And I believe the only reason why I'm pastoring this church is because there were doors that if God opened them, I would have said, that is the Lord. I don't, even know, I, don't even, I don't even know if I would have spent time praying and fasting. I would have said, that surely is God. And I would have just walked through. But God closed the doors, which kept me, not simply in Massachusetts, but kept me in Arlington, in my parents' home. And I believe that's the only reason why I'm still pastoring. So I want to encourage you, don't simply look for God's open doors, but look for his hand in the closed world and the closed doors. Oh, come on, put your hands up and say, thank you, Jesus. Amen, and thank you, Jesus. So I want to bless you right now. Father, we thank you, Lord, because there's some people even right now, if it wasn't for this pandemic, they would not even be in church online with us right now. There are some people who, who the only reason why they're at our service is because we're online. And so, Father, could it be that you allow the pandemic because you knew that you are going to bring in the greatest harvest of unbelievers this world has ever seen because everybody's locked in their house <laughs> looking for hope. And so, Father, even as the reopening is, is occurring very slowly, I pray that that, that we as your people will constantly pray daily, God, keep your hand on my life. Keep your hand on my life. Help me not to fight my battles. Help me to fight your battles. Lord, help, I need you to fight my battles. Lord, when my life is over, like Reverend Herman Green and, and Deacon Cummings and so many others who have gone on to be with the Lord, I want people, when they look at my life, that they see the fingerprints of God on my life, and they say, there's one thing I know about that person, God's hand was on their life. And so, Father, I pray right now that if anybody wants to receive Jesus Christ, if you're under the sound of my voice, just simply ask the Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. Come into my life and make me a child of God, and he will answer your prayer, and please, Email the address below if you receive Christ so that we can give you more information. God bless you. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. And I want to, first of all, uh, I want to talk to the graduates. Graduates, just, just, just bow your heads. And those of you graduates, open your hands. And, and, and I want to speak a blessing over you based on the prayer, Jabez. 
I declare that the Lord will bless you indeed. I declare that the Lord will enlarge your sphere of influence. I declare that in this season, the Lord will keep his hand upon you for fame to fight with you, to make things go faster and to give you finances. And I declare that the Lord will keep you out of evil and keep evil from you that it might not harm you. I make that declaration over your life and graduates say, I receive that blessing. I receive that blessing. Amen. Well, Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. And Lord, I usually end with a blessing, but I want to end with a prayer this time. Father, I pray again the prayer Jabez over your people's lives. Yes, I made a declaration over the graduates, but I want to pray because this is a prayer, a regularly praying over our leaders and over people who are attached to me. Father, I pray that you will bless us indeed. I'm asking you that you enlarge our spirit of influence. Take us places where we never even dreamed of. Even this church, Lord, while we're doing church online, enlarge our sphere of influence. Keep your hand on this ministry, Lord. Keep your hand on your people's lives, even during this pandemic. Keep your hand on their lives for health I re I, and, and keep evil from them. Keep sickness and disease, coronavirus, COVID-19 virus. Keep it from their home. Let it be like the, the homes of the Jewish people in Egypt, that when you, they see, when they, when the, when you see the blood, the, the death angel will pass over their house. In Jesus' name. And everybody say, I received that prayer. God bless you and see you next Sunday. Have a fantastic week in the Lord Jehovah.